Hello and welcome to the Daily Reprieve Podcast, where the sexaholic or sex addict can find experience, strength, and hope from those that have traveled this road ahead of us. This episode is produced in the spirit of the 12th step to carry the message to other sexaholics. Every effort has been made to remove full names of the speakers in these recordings. This is done in order to follow the 11th tradition regarding anonymity at the level of press, radio, television, and film. This podcast is self-supporting through contributions. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and would like to support The Daily Reprieve, please do so by going to GoFundMe.com, search for The Daily Reprieve, and click on Donate Now. Without further ado, please enjoy today's Daily Reprieve. Hi, this is Jack. I'm a sexaholic. I'm sober for one year and certainly a lustaholic. Uh, if you're not able to hear me or I'm getting too explicit or something, please let me know. Uh, you know, certainly not my intention. Um, I mean, I would say at an early age, um, I mean, sometimes I felt okay. And, uh, I mean, other times I certainly had, a, you know, maybe a lonely feeling or a... Um, or an unsatisfied feeling about different things in life, or maybe I was uh, somewhat spoiled in a sense, maybe, and, and wanted more. Wasn't grateful, certainly, for what I did have, uh, which was I had some nice things, I guess. Um, and uh, my, you know, my. Um, Parents certainly taught right from wrong and, and were supportive and wanted the best for me. Um, and, you know, with my dad, I, I idolized my dad. And, uh, you know, we'd go, uh, like he'd take me with his bowling team when they practiced on Saturday and things like that. So if I bowled well, he treated me really well and nicely. And if I got a hit in Little League, he treated me really nicely. But if, like, if I didn't bowl well or I didn't make, a good play in Little League or or then he wouldn't <laughs> treat me good. And if I got a bad report card, I kind of, I would get a beating, <laughs> you know. And uh, so I wasn't really sure where I stood. And it, my mom kind of was almost the same way, you know, uh, where I did perform well at something she did was rewarding and, uh, when I didn't, she was uh, she said things to me that weren't very nice. So, um, all right. So fast forward to my history of lust is that um, is that uh, you know we there were a lot of kids in our neighborhood. Some of the kids were older. They had these magazines, so I, you know, um, was offered to take some of them with me home. And I did do that, snuck into the house. And I would stare at them, and um, and uh, it was like opening a new door, you know, to me, no, a new world to me of escape, just like it says. And, um, and before long, and I did that, you know, whenever I could do that, I certainly did that. And, uh, and then before long, when, pu- when puberty hit, you know, it was like hit me like a ton of bricks, and I would lust after the girls in my class, neighborhood, uh, everywhere, and uh, also my sister, who's two years younger than me. I, I treated her as somewhat of a lust object, and 
I didn't molest her, but I, I touched her in ways that were inappropriate and did and said things that were very much inappropriate and offensive and, and could be considered a form of abuse, but it wasn't molestation or anything. Um, and uh, I acted out all through that whole time and fantasized like crazy and, and, and my ability to relate to others in my school and, and my friends was deteriorating, just like it says in the big, in the white book. And I had a younger brother, and I beat the crap out of him. Uh, it says even in there some, something like I took it out on my brother and, and violence on my brother, and I did do that. Um, and, I mean, I'm also addicted to alcohol, and alcohol came into the picture, so I drank, drowned some of those feelings. And, but my, and my insecurities festered, and, and by this time, uh, some of my friends were getting girlfriends, and there was dating happening and, and things like that. And I was nowhere near mature enough or able to handle that, you know. Um, I was just not even in the same maturity level as any, any of them. Um, so, I, I mean, I did I continue to drink and, and do that, um, and, um, you know, I just acted out all the time and, and, and went away to college and uh, had a roommate. And even though, even though I had a roommate and my roommate knew what I was doing, I still acted out anyway. I just had to have that release and had to have that, that sense of comfort. And, uh, you know, and I felt ashamed of that, of course, and continued to lust and tried to have relations with women and, and, uh, I mean, sometimes I did and, and many times I was just so caught in the fantasy and the lust and that I couldn't really do real sex. I mean, I was just stuck in fantasy. So, um, you know, and then that just went along thing, and I drank more and I escaped more and, and, uh, and then, you know, and then, and then there's the, v, the VCR came into the picture and uh, so I, you know, had some tapes and I would watch those and act out and fantasize and always fantasizing uh, every day, uh, acting out every day. And, uh, and, um, and so as time went along, I, you know, our relationships at home were not great. And uh, I um, worked and, um, and got an apartment of my own. And once I had my apartment of my own, uh, it wasn't before, long before I could just watch whatever I wanted, when I wanted, act out whenever I wanted, which I certainly did do, and uh, a lot. And uh, didn't, I mean, I, I mean, I knew somewhat it was an addiction. I mean, I was in AA, and I thought it was like just a defect or something like that, defect of character or whatever. But um, it continued on. And then before long, I did have a girlfriend that we were uh, compatible. And, uh, you know, and then there was sex. There was, was a lot of it. And, uh, and, but my fantasies were always in my head. I couldn't, I had a very hard time being with her. I was always in fantasy and in lust. And she caught me watching porn and stuff a couple of times. And it was, there was heavy dependency in that relationship. We couldn't be apart. We were very much... Code, whatever you want to call codependent, I don't really understand that much about it. But 
it was a toxic relationship because we would argue like crazy and then we would have sex and we would, you know, it was just all over the place. So that relationship ended and I hit the, I just hit the, hit the bottom, you know, hit the bottom. I was still sober in AA, which thank God saved me from, saved my life really. But, uh, you know, I certainly was acting out a lot. Um, and, um, you know, as time went along and things progressed, I had another girlfriend and she caught me watching porn too, caught my tapes and knew what I was doing. And, um, and then that relationship ended, and I, I felt pretty bad, you know, and I kept on watching and watching and acting out all the time. And, uh, um, and then I, and I, as I told you, I was sober in AA, so I had an AA sponsor. I told him what was going on with the porn and how I couldn't stop and everything. And, uh, um, you know, he had recommended that I try SA, so I did try SA in... Uh, 2000 or 1999 and I went to meetings and uh, well I lost the job because like the whole thing about relating to others and being able to focus and all that that was just why I was shot when it came to that and so I lost the job so I had no job and uh, so I went to SA meetings during the day and started to get into that which helped greatly I could I could get like 30 days of sobriety I really I was single and I had a very hard time surrendering, lost and surrendering the behavior. But I did get the introduction and understood about, you know, somewhat about the addiction. So time went along and, um, and uh, you know, I met my now wife online. And uh, um, the first date that we ever had, I tried to have sex with her. <laughs> I met her online and she came over and I tried to have sex with her and she turned me down and, uh, and we dated and, uh, she put the brakes on the whole sex thing. Um, and I guess she was very wise, but I could see a connection to her and something told me to stay with her and, um, she was on the pill. So, uh, so I, I stayed with her because I, <laughs> wouldn't have to use a condom and uh and um and so but we dated and we had a real relationship and she did catch me watching porn and I told her I'm sorry blah blah I don't I'm not going to do this again I don't want to do this again yada yada and I, I would stop for only a few days or so whatever I could do whatever I could muster up with the willpower but then it was back on again you know and she caught me again and, um, and, and we married and, um, even on my honeymoon, I lusted others, you know, even when we were in the marriage bed, I had fantasy in my mind, had lust in my mind for others and, and had weird fantasies about all kinds of things and really wasn't able to focus on her so much as I really should be doing as a, as a husband. Um, and then, uh. My daughter was born, and um, and like even at my even at my uh, even at my uh, daughter's christening, I was lusting women in the in the church, and my mom saw me and knew it knew knew exactly what was happening because my mom knew that I that I acted out when I was a child, and she knew just about everything about the things that I did pretty much. 
And um, and uh, she's like, Jack, stop it, or whatever to me. And I, it kind of like made me see that, you know, like these people think I'm that I'm like a deviant or whatever. They, they, you know, they could see what I am, you know, including my sister. My sister had said things to me in retaliation of what I did years ago. And, uh, um, and, uh, so, okay, so there's that. And then, um, and then, you know, my relationship with my wife was, was moving along, but I would have a lot of emotional binges and very upset things where I would like get angry at her for no reason and do all kinds of things. And then also act out a lot when she was in the other room, when she was sleeping, when my daughter was in the other room, or even in the same room when she wasn't looking, when she was really young. So I felt very guilty about that. Um, and, um, and you know, the acting out continued. I'm off on Mondays right now, Sunday and Monday. And just the fact that I'm off on Monday and my wife is working and my daughter's at school, that used to mean that I would be watching it, acting out, pursuing it, going around, lusting, and, and so on. And when my wife would come home, what did you do today? I would get defensive and make, you know, and, and, uh, you know, and, and just know that I was doing wrong. Um, so, um, and when me and my wife did have uh, relations, I would be thinking of other fantasies and other different things, all kinds of things, but not able to really focus on my wife sexually and our, our, I mean, it was like I couldn't have real sex and I knew it and it was just, and, you know, it just was kind of a little bottom there. And then as, as, uh, I continued to act out, I started to watch things that I, that I wouldn't normally be watching. Like, in other words, I'm not, I'm not gay, but I would, I watched gay porn and stuff, which is like, I don't know, I felt ashamed about that in a certain feeling that, that something is just not right here with me and, and I know that this is an addiction because I can't stop it. And and my relationship with my wife and my daughter are suffering and my relationship with my friends are, are suffering and I'm constantly insecure and things like that. So that's where I started to uh, work the essay program in earnest, doing face-to-face meetings, phone meetings, reading, calling people, um, getting a sponsor, and I need to get more uh, involved in, in getting a sponsor and calling people uh, or calling my sponsor more. Um, but uh, I am working AA and uh, SA and, and, you know, AA too. You know, I mean, I'm an alcoholic too. And in earnest and uh, each day doing a phone meeting and uh, for SA and, uh, and going to face-to-face meetings and... Uh, this has like been the best year of my life. You know, I could focus on my wife. I could focus on my daughter, uh, be present for them, and not have that guilty feeling that I'm acting out, that I'm hiding something, that if they go on my laptop, what are they going to find, and so on and so on. Uh, so I'm very grateful, um, you know, uh, and I don't have that overwhelming obsession for lust knowing that I'm powerless over lust and that I surrender to, to the fact that I can't lust normally. I can't lust. So, uh, and that isn't real, that isn't real 
sex. It's just fantasy, you know. And and uh, so um, it's it's a good. You know, I feel happy sometimes and secure about. My, you know, I feel a good, clean feeling about myself that I didn't feel before. You know, and uh, I, I hope that this is just the beginning of of uh, you know a, a sober journey and and. Uh, uh, you know, I'm very, very grateful for this opportunity to speak. That, that, that's it for me. Guys, thank you so much for asking me. I'm sorry.